Happy Thursday, Razorback fans. You're two days away from Arkansas versus Missouri State. Bobby Petrino returning to Fayetteville. Oh my goodness, Robert. There is, I mean, social media has been a an interesting, it's been it's been fun at times. It's been very frustrating at times this week. There's a I feel like we knew going into this week that with Bobby Petrino coming to town, there was gonna be a lot going on. But uh, it, it feels like it's almost a 50-50 split of people who are just annoying and just reading into it too much. And then people who are understanding the situation where Bobby Petrino is at now and where Arkansas is at now and who understand what's going on. And so that's kind of something we're going to get at today is why you why you shouldn't be worried about Bobby Petrino in Missouri State. Well, I mean, like there are a few reasons, but realistically, Arkansas should win this game by a, a good margin, Robert. Yeah, I mean, they're favored by more than three scores in this game. Like, it, they being the Hogs. It, I mean, I understand it's Bobby Petrino. Everybody's very familiar with how well he can run an offense. But bottom line is this is a top 10 FBS team against an FCS team. I don't care how good of an FCS team they are. I mean, the, the line is what it is for a reason. Even if the Razorbacks are banged up in the secondary, I fully expect them to honestly cover as as many points as they're being given. All right. That's Robert Stewart. I'm Mason Choate. We're from hogbeat.com, and you're listening to the Gridiron Hogs podcast. Go visit hogbeat.com for all of our content covering Arkansas, the Arkansas Razorbacks, the Arkansas football team. A baseball schedule dropped yesterday. We've got that over at hogbeat.com. Uh, a lot of great stuff. Put the injury report up this morning, so we'll talk about that here in a minute. Um, Robert, first of all, does it feel, and we're going to stay on this topic a little for most of the day today of Arkansas and Missouri state. Does it feel like people, uh, are more worried about Missouri state than they were South Carolina? Um, and maybe that's just because people are more active on social media because of Bobby Vitrino, but I kind of get that vibe. I I certainly think there's been more discussion about this game. And obviously the, the storyline with Petrino's return to Fayetteville is, probably bigger but I mean we're, we're hearing talk of a sellout for this game and you know it was kind of a skimpy crowd honestly last week in the SEC opener um, it's it, it is weird but I, I think you're right I feel like there are more people I don't know about concerned about Missouri State but certainly more invested in this game than they were you know an SEC opponent last week yeah, I, I agree with you there. Um, let's look at the injury report for this game before we move on to why Arkansas should handle uh, Missouri State. So we know that we know that Jalen Catalan is out for the season, unfortunately. Feel for the guy. It's it's terrible. You hate it for Jalen Catalan, but he's out for the season, so it's unfortunate. Another guy who's going to be out for this game against Missouri State is Ladarius, Ladarius Bishop, cornerback. Uh, he wasn't a starter. But he plays time. He he's very valuable on special teams. Uh, we've heard from Sam Pittman that Kiwan Parker is going to step up. He told Kiwan that this week is his opportunity. Uh, he also said on Wednesday that he's very confident in Kiwan Parker. He said that he's one of the Hogs' best cover corners. So that's one thing that you know you'd like to see this weekend is can Kiwan Parker get in there and you know prove that he deserves more playing time. Um, so that that Bishop injury 
has allowed for Kiwan Parker to step up. So we'll see that. Latavius Brini, Trey Knox, both dealing with right ankle injuries. Sam Pittman said he feels strongly about both going. So that is good because we've kind of seen both at practice, you know, limping around a little bit. So uh, we'll probably see both. You would like to think that, you know, at some point Arkansas is going to have a good enough lead where they can get some time off, you know, don't you think? That would be nice. Uh, absolutely. I mean, I'm I'm thinking if if nothing else, like this, this is a game for experimentation. I, I think I've said this before, but like, I mean – in in a situation that you have, you know, a twenty four point line in your favor, um, this this is a game that Arkansas could run up the score very quickly, um, very efficiently, and and you know you don't feel like you have to play the players who are injured or um, need reps or whatever. Uh, it, it's a good time for experimentation. I think we heard it yesterday from from Wyatt Wheeler, our guest covering Missouri State. Arkansas is going to have to do a lot wrong to lose this game. And we haven't seen Arkansas do a lot wrong against a couple good teams so far. Yeah, I mean, Cincinnati, a really good team, South Carolina, an SEC team that has a lot of talent. So, um, you know, that's what we'll get into later. But let's finish up this injury report. Miles Slusher, he, he – Sam Pittman said that after last Saturday's game against South Carolina that Miles Slusher – because you've been, you've been talking about it. I had it in the back of my head, but I went back and read the transcript – um, he did say that Slusher would be back next week. Um, I don't maybe he wasn't saying that he would be back ready to play the game, but he would be back at practice. Now, in the two practices we were at, Slusher was not there. Um, but Pittman said yesterday that it's still up in the air with Slusher. Uh, they'll see if he'll be available. There's a chance he will be, but he hasn't practiced. It's a day by day deal, and they'll have to see how it works. So that's where they're at with Miles Slusher. Uh, Jaden Johnson has been filling in in that nickel spot. So I think they could get away without playing Miles Slusher, but also, you know, you want to have your best players on the field, and Miles Slusher is one of your best players. So, uh, speaking of best players, Dominique Johnson, running back, who we know was a very, very good running back last year for Arkansas. Haven't seen him in the first two games. Pittman said he's been cleared for two weeks now, um, and it's really going to come down to if Dominique Johnson feels like he's good to go. Um, I think he Pittman did say if – Tuesday was any indication he would say that Dominique Johnson plays Saturday, but it's still up to Johnson. So um, I've mentioned it on the podcast. feel like it would be a good time for him to get in there, get hit, you know, get a little bit of game action before he kind of, you know, revs up and gets more carries, especially against Texas A&M next week. You want to get him hit. You want to get him in a real game scenario. And I think this weekend would be a good opportunity for that. But it really comes down to whether or not Dominique Johnson feels good or not. And, you know, Arkansas has a luxury, though. We know that they have that luxury of not only has Rocket Sanders been – I mean, I haven't watched all the other SEC running backs, but statistically he's been the top SEC running back in the first two weeks of the season. So I think Arkansas at running back is fine. But as I mentioned with Slusher, you want to have your best players on the field, Robert. Yeah, you do. And, you know, you mentioned your mindset on Dominique Johnson. I would have to think he himself is, is thinking the same thing. Like, I mean, this is this is a good time to, you know, test it, see how it feels, get a little bit used to to live action, even if it is an FCS team, uh, before you get into a grueling SEC schedule because it's coming and, you know, it's it's going to rear its head in – in the next two weeks. I mean, I know we know where AM is right now, but 
you're talking about two teams that started the season in the in the AP top ten coming up after this. I mean, it, it's coming real close. A and M, Alabama, uh, Mississippi State, and then isn't BYU after Mississippi State? I think. Yeah. That is, man, that's a gauntlet right there. I mean, we know that A and M might not be as good as people thought, uh, but. I'm looking down the line. If these secondary injuries don't get better, you're looking at a game against Alabama with Bryce Young and then Will Rogers at Mississippi State. Those are going to be two tough games if you can't get healthy. Um, So Arkansas is going to have to figure that out. All right, Robert, before we look at Missouri State, I want to remind you about our friends at MyPerfectFranchise.net. That is Andy Ledecky. He's helping out displaced corporate executives who are wanting to put their career in their own hands. If you're an experienced entrepreneur wanting to diversify, you need to give Andy Ledecky a call. He's a longtime Rivals member and franchise veteran. He's owned multiple franchises and businesses, and he still does to this day. And now he uses that knowledge and expertise he has to help others like yourself to find the American dream through a very thorough and free consultation process. It's a long process. Uh, They go step by step to help you figure out what is best for you to help put yourself in a better situation financially. So call Andy, put your life and career in your own hands. It's 100% free, so you don't have anything to lose. The number is 404-973-9901. You can visit myperfectfranchise.net, and all of that information is going to be down below in the description of this episode. I highly recommend if you just got some money sitting around and you don't really know what you want to do with it, maybe you don't want to invest it in stocks or anything, Getting into the franchise business is a, a good a good thing. I talked with Andy for an extended period of time, and I mean, he made me feel like I mean, I, I don't have the money. I, I'm a I'm a journalist, but if at some point you know my wife w- makes a lot of money and uh, maybe I get a a decent paying job and we can afford something like this, I would seriously consider it because it seems like it's a a very good way to make money. Um, so give Andy a call or visit myperfectfranchise.net. All right, Robert. Let's talk about this Missouri State team. So after we got off with Wyatt yesterday, he is—I I think I told Wyatt on the episode I was like, "Man, you're really talking Missouri State up. Like they—it sounds like they've got a good team." And so I—I I was like, "I haven't done a deep dive on them yet. I'm going to do this." Here's some stats I came up with. So they have 26 players on their roster that played at the FBS level, and those 26 players come from schools like Alabama, Michigan, Cincinnati, Mississippi State, Houston, Florida State, and more. Like, those are big-name schools. Uh, They have seven starters that were ranked by rivals as at least a three-star and one that was a four-star. They do have 43 newcomers, 10 FBS transfers, five FCS transfers, 11 junior college transfers, and 17 true freshmen. Excuse me. But here's the thing, and this – this comes to no surprise to comes as no surprise to most people listening. All those FBS transfers, they're on the FCS level for a reason. Yes, they're talented football players, but they there there was a reason that they moved down to the FCS level. I'm not saying that they're not talented anymore. I'm saying that maybe things didn't work out. Maybe they um, weren't able to compete as well as they thought they would at whatever school they were at. And now they're in Springfield, Missouri. So, my thing is, is if you're worried about this game, here's a little stat for you uh, that I think you should listen to. Missouri State's 1-38 against FBS teams, and they're 0-7 all-time against Arkansas. That includes FBS games they played with Bobby Petrino as the head coach, and I, I'd have to pull it up, but I'm pretty sure the one win they have was 
prior to 2000. So I think it was in maybe the 80s that they have their one win against an FBS team. So, yes, Missouri State is a very good FCS team, a very good FCS team. Yes, they played Oklahoma State competitively last year. But, I, Robert, I just don't I don't get why people are worried. It's got to be something with Petrino. It's, it's that Petrino thing like, man, we know what Bobby Petrino did at Arkansas. He's a good coach. He can scheme. He knows what he's doing. Are we just going to sit here and act like Sam Pittman doesn't know what he's doing? Kendall Bryles doesn't know what he's doing? Barry Odom doesn't know what he's doing? Well, exactly. And, I mean, honestly, can you name – I, maybe I can name one, but can you name can you name a second time that besides the Georgia game of last season that the Razorbacks didn't show up ready to play a football game under Sam Pittman? Yeah. Mm. Um. Actually, no. I'm trying to think of the games his first year, that COVID year. Um. I no. Well, the Alabama game, the last, the last Alabama game of the COVID year, Arkansas got beat down but also that was Pittman's first year you can't really you know look into that too much and you know what the common factor in both those games was what's that the the teams that that stomped Arkansas won the national championship yeah that is a very good point um I I think uh everybody probably needs to to take a deep breath um sit back and realize that as you mentioned these these players are playing at a different level like Arkansas is significantly or is playing significantly better teams than Missouri State is. No offense to UT Martin or Central Arkansas. Um, but I mean, e- even look at the stats. Like I, I kept I kept hearing in press conferences this week all about their talented running back number nine, Jacardia Wright. He's not even averaging four and a half yards a carry. He hasn't scored this year. I mean, their their quarterback, Jason Shelley, he's he's averaging more than 280 yards a game. Uh, t- through this point, but again, take it with a grain of salt. It's a different level. It is. I man, I'm trying to find this stat of FBS teams that they've played. Oh, here we go. Uh, Missouri State against FBS foes. Their one win came on September 1st, 1990, against UNLV, and they won 31 to 24. Um, their last. Let's see, since 2017. So here's one thing that somebody did point out. Uh, Missouri State lost 72-43 to to Missouri in 2017 when Barry Odom was the head coach. So somebody put somebody pointed out, like, Missouri State scored 43 points against Barry Odom's defense when he was at Missouri. Okay, fine. That's fine and dandy. Missouri State scored 72 points in that game. So, like, are, are you're really going to pull up that Barry Odom gave up 43 points? So what? They scored 72. If if a if a Missouri if a <laughs> Missouri offense under Barry Odom can score 72 points against Missouri State, I think Sam Pittman's offense, Kendall Bryle's offense, will be just fine in this one. Yeah, and let's just look recently with Bobby Petrino as the head coach, at least 2019. They lost 58 to 6 to Tulane. 2020, they lost 48 to nothing at Oklahoma. And last year, which is the game that a lot of people talk about, uh, they lost 23 to 16 against Oklahoma State. Wyatt pointed out yesterday that Missouri State did have a chance to win that game um, there in the end, but Oklahoma State pulled it out. And then Oklahoma State ended up being, you know, 
like this close from a college football playoff berth. So um, I don't really know how to take that game last year, but that was last year. As I mentioned, Missouri State has 43 new players on their roster. Yeah, they still got the same quarterback, but this is not a team that you need to be worried about. And sure, there is always that possibility that, you know, something happens where, you know, A&M loses to Appalachian State. Like, that happened. And if if somehow Arkansas gets upset, we'll be looking back on this episode like we're a bunch of idiots. Um, but at this moment in time, we're not idiots. We're looking at it realistically. We're trying to calm fans down a little bit. Tell you, you don't need to be scared of Bobby Petrino. Yes, Bobby Petrino has a really good team on the FCS level. They're very talented. They'll win a lot of games on the FCS level. I mean, they'll be competing for an FCS championship. Arkansas is the number 10 team in the nation. They beat Cincinnati to start the season, a team that went to the college football playoff last year. They beat South Carolina, a team that had multiple five-star players who had a, a quarterback that people viewed as a Heisman Trophy candidate for a few years at Oklahoma. And now they're playing Missouri State, and people are worried about Missouri State, but then they're also looking down the line and saying, well, they got a chance to beat Alabama. They got a chance to beat BYU. They got a chance to beat A&M. Why don't they have a – why are you worried about Missouri State? You know? And and then you're also going to have those people that are like, well, you don't want to look over this team. It's a trap game. Like, we're allowed to do that. As fans, you're allowed to do that as well. The team can't, and they're doing their due diligence. They're doing their part. But we're allowed to do that. Right. I mean, it honestly, is there any world in which Arkansas doesn't score 50 points this week? Yeah. I mean, there is, but I think, okay, so let's talk lines. So Bet Saracen, I think, has them, has Arkansas as a 24 and a half point favorite. You think they cover that? Yeah. I absolutely do. I think they do as well. I think they do. Uh, 50 points. I mean, they scored 44 against South Carolina. They scored 44 against South Carolina. And if the touchdown at the end would have counted, it would have been 50. It would have been. Poop Hall said that his knee wasn't down. So he said that the call was wrong. They should have scored 50 points, Robert. I mean, you know, it's in the past. Can't change it now. But honestly, the way they played against South Carolina, I think they deserved to win by 20 points. Yeah. They also scored 31 against Cincinnati. So – um, Arkansas is doing doing good. I mean, yeah, Missouri State's gonna get theirs. They're gonna score points. They got a good quarterback. They got a really good wide receiver in Ty Scott, transfer from Central Michigan. As you mentioned, the running back, uh, I, I Jacardier Wright, um, from Kansas State. He had a great game against UT Martin last week. The secondary is good for Missouri State. They got a lot of their you know big time transfers are in the secondary. Their safeties are good. Their corners are good. Uh, as I mentioned, good FCS team. Really good FCS team. They won't beat Arkansas. It just won't happen. Sam Pittman will not let his team lose to an FCS team. And if that happens, um, you know, come at us all you want. But uh, Arkansas is not going to lose this game. They're going to beat Missouri State. They'll win convincingly. And then they'll go to Arlington next weekend to play Texas A&M, who – will probably be one and two because they, they're probably going to lose to Miami this weekend. Like, A&M is just hot garbage, in my opinion. What do you think, Robert? Unmute. Right, trouble, trouble with the mute there. Um, 
I don't know. I mean, I haven't I haven't watched enough Aggie football this year to to make a call one way or the other. But I I remember looking up at the at, uh, right before the press box closed last week. I remember looking up seeing App State score that touchdown and be like, wow, man, that's a that's a tough look to to lose to a non Power Five team at Kyle Field. Um, man, that's rough. But I don't know. Um, you know that that Arkansas A and M game. You know, regardless of how good either team is, it always seems to bring out the best in both both teams. So, uh, we'll we'll uh, I'll I'll refrain from from making my judgment until I see them next week. That's fair enough. Fair enough. One thing that I didn't mention is that Missouri State does have a good kicker and punter. Um, their kicker was first team preseason All Conference, so good for him. <clears throat> and then their punter was number two in all of FCS football last year with an average of 46.2 yards per punt, which is pretty good. Um, he's averaging 40.3 yards per punt so far this year. So take that how you will. They got a good kicker and a good punter. So let's just hope uh, for Arkansas's sake that uh, Missouri State will be using the punter quite often and he can, you know, pad his stats a little bit. Speaking of punter, Max Fletcher, he did a little bit better last weekend. You remember that? I mean, I, how many times did they have to punt though? Once or twice? I can't remember. Maybe twice. I I think I think once, but I mean that goes without saying. But the less you have to use your punter, the better. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. Well, Robert, good stuff today. I think this was a successful podcast. Hopefully, we calm people down. For some reason, every day we always have haters in our comments who are like correcting us on stuff. Like, whatever, dude. Congrats. You know, we're not perfect people. We're gonna have somebody in the comments today who's gonna say, "Bobby Petrino's really good coach. You missed out on their their middle linebacker. That, that he's a good middle linebacker now. That's that. If if he plays a good game, that's why Missouri State's gonna be at Arkansas. Those are the kind of comments we get every day, and it's just like, whatever, dude." Move on with your life. Thank you for watching, by the way. Thank you for watching, but also, like, what the heck? Bobby Petrino, P-A-T-R-I-N-O. Yeah, that one, yeah. We had somebody <laughs> say uh, Bobby Petrino coached at Arkansas. He won games at Arkansas. Those are the kind of comments that we get in the YouTube, but uh, it's fine. It's fine. I'm, I'm very thankful that people listen. Put it that way. Um, all right. Well, thank you. If, you. if you made it this far, thank you for listening to the Gridiron Hogs podcast. We really enjoy doing this every day, and uh, we will continue to do it. We'll have an episode out tomorrow uh, before Arkansas takes on Missouri State. So uh, thank you for listening to the Gridiron Hogs podcast. Thank you, Robert Stewart. I've been Mason Choked. Talk to you all tomorrow.